Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird, Bird. 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 Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Come on, an unbeliever. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everyone. Oh, you know it. Let's go. Mike's representing from Texas. We also have back with us this week. You know him. You love him. The big stinking Wookiee, the majestic beast. Nicholas Kronk, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody been? Good to be back. Wook, what is up, brother? Super Bowl week is here. A lot of media, a lot of... Super Bowl week is so much fun because for all of us guys that love sports radio, that love turning on WFAN and uh, ESPN radio or wherever you really, you know, get your sports from, Super Bowl week always seems to have some extra buzz for even for everybody's local teams that have been out of the playoffs, you know, for a little while. All our guys pop up on the scene and we get some stories. Guys like Denzel Mims, who we got a chance to talk to this week, Mike. Get into that, that interview in a second. Uh, really nice guy. Got to chop it up with him. He represented PaniniAmerica.net. They got a whole yeah. bunch of different products. They sell comic books, uh, magazines, all types of different stuff. They got trading cards out there for the 2020 NFL rookies. So go check them out, guys. You can find them at Walmart. Anywhere you find trading cards, you can find their cards. And Denzel was here to promote that, but also get into a lot of other things. We did. It was really great interviewing Denzel and appreciated the time. Learned a lot about him. Really looking forward to see what he's going to do for the New York Jets in year two. I think that we've got a young star there. And uh, hopefully Coach Salah can bring other great talent alongside Mr. Denzel Mims. And, you know, you really don't want to hear us put up too much. Let's get right to this interview, and then we'll get back talking about the Super Bowl and everything else in the Jet universe. Our coach talking about Jets vs. Giants fans. Here's ABG, me and Mike, chopping it up with Denzel Mims. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, everybody, welcome back. You know, me and Mike promised you something big for Super Bowl week, and with the help of PaniniAmerica.net, we delivered on that. ABG would like to welcome Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims to the show today. Denzel, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for having me there. Thank you for having me here. You got it. We do appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. I know you're a busy guy today. We're going to get into your partnership with Panini America in a moment, and you can let our audience know everything you have going on with them. But I just want to let you know, Denzel, we have actually been, before you even got drafted to the Jets, you were a guy that we did a show about because we were hoping you'd end up on the team. Um, after you got drafted, we spoke to Kendall Cout. He covered Baylor down there, Baylor football. Did another show on Denzel Mims after we got to other teams. We've been on board since day one. We're yeah. big fans of you here on the show. We're really pulling for you last year. I know the beginning of the year, because you had that hamstring injury, maybe didn't go how you wanted. You only yeah. got to play nine games. But I'll tell you what, for Jet fans, you were definitely a bright spot for us. And I just want to ask you, how did you feel your rookie season in, uh, in the NFL, all the hoopla that comes with being an NFL player in New York? Was all that stuff coming from Texas an easy adjustment for you? Um, um, I, I believe it was, you know, I believe it was pretty, t- I had to adjust a little bit to the speed, you know, um, I think overall it was, you know, it was pretty easy to adjust, you know, 
Uh, it wasn't that bad as you know a lot of people said said it would be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I just very well to it. That's what's up. Actually, I live in Texas now, and I'm from New York, so mm-hmm. I, I had this same type of environment change. And uh, talking about environment changes, you got a new coach. Robert Salon, from everything that we hear, players absolutely love playing for this guy. I mean, Richard Sherman can't stop talking about him. Is that exciting to you, having a new coach, a new message going into uh, 2021? Um, yeah, most definitely. You know, um, you have someone that, you know, can come in and um, they have a lot of good things on their resume and a lot of people say a lot of great things about it. Um, you know, you want to see what he's about, you know, you want to play for a guy like that, that everyone loves. You know, I think that um, we can build, man, we can build a real good relationship. And um, I think, you know, we can do a, he can do a lot of good things for, you know, the Jets. All right, good stuff. Now, you said he's going to contact every player. Have you had a chance to speak with the coach yet? You've been in contact with him at all yet? Um, Yeah, we we went, we, we uh, exchanged a few words over, over text. Um, he told me to, uh, when I get in town, you know, come in and um, meet him. Yeah. You know, I've been in town, so I know when I get in town, that's the first thing I'm going to do is meet him, you know. Yo, it's smart. Stay down in Texas as long as you can. We got two feet of snow yesterday. <laughs> two actual feet. I'm not even playing. So um, I wanted to ask you, Denzel, I, from what I've read, I read a USA Today article about you when we were doing some research. And it said all your brothers played high school football, too. You had a few cousins that played at a high level in college like yourself. Um, I've read that you had one cousin actually made it to the NFL a few years ago as an undrafted free agent. What I wanted to ask you is you got a very talented family, a football family. Um, I know it's 10 months ago now. But if you could bring us back to the day you got drafted, um, there's a video on NewYorkJets.com, you sitting with some of your family members. You seem like just such a humble young man. What was that like for you and your family on that day when you got the call? Um, You know, I, I could say it's one of the best moments of my life, you know. I could say it's the second best, you know, obviously the first best was, you know, having my daughter. But um, you know, um, I say it's one of the best, you know. Um, it, it was, it felt unreal, um, but you know, I, you know, I was very happy, happy for it. You know, I was very, I was, I was sitting there for a good minute. You know, I set yeah. the whole first day. Yeah, yeah. Most of the second. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was very, I was getting impatient. But you know, when that, when I called me, you know, I had a few tears. You know, I didn't try to show too much, too much emotions. You know, I'm, I'm not the type of person to show too many emotions over the camera. It's all behind closed doors. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's just. I, I was very excited. My grandma was very excited for me. My brothers, my mom, and all those people, uh, all my family was excited for me because they know how hard I worked to get here. You know, I sacrificed a lot, you know, going out and hanging out with your friends and, you know, just having a good time young. You're young, um, just getting that high school, just high school experience. But, you know, when it came to me, I was always about work, you know, That's trying to get to where I need to be because I didn't want to be one of those guys that been like, uh, I could have did this, I could have did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I just wanted to try to, you know, try to do something great, you know, and just, you know, just try to show a lot of kids from my hometown that, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, you know, you can make it. Gotta, you just got to put in the hard work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we were really excited to get you. I mean, we were watching and when they called your name, all I could speak for Jet Nation. We were real, real excited. And I'm not sure if you know, but there's only one New York Jet Hall of Fame wide receiver, and that's Don Maynard. 
We've had some other good ones, Al Toon, Wayne Corbett, Lavernius Coles, even Keyshawn Johnson, right? <laughs> um, but is that, you know, Jeff fans really haven't had that number one go-to receiver that we've enjoyed through over the years. And uh, we're really looking forward to hopefully someone taking that mantle. Is that some? Is that a goal for you to be like a number one go-to receiver and do ideas like making the Hall of Fame add extra motivation to yourself uh, when you go into practice? Uh, yes, most definitely, you know. I don't really think um, no receivers, you know, wants to be a number two, number three receiver. Um, I think everyone wants to be a number one receiver. And, um, you know, I think, well, I know for a fact I want to be a number one receiver. Um, um, I don't think I can, I don't think, um, you know, I would like being a number two, number three receiver. If I have if I have to, you know, I would right. do it. But, you know, I want to be the number one. That's I want right. to be that guy, you know, that they go to when it's, um, you know, third and ten. You know, fourth and three, or you know what I'm saying, fourth and goal line. You know, you know, you gotta need a touchdown. I want to be that guy that they go to, and um, I, I believe, and I will. I know that I'm gonna do everything I can to, you know, build that trust so they can look at me and be like, okay, this is our number one receiver. That's right. That's right. And, I, and the Jeff, Jeff, Jeff fan base, I'm sure, loves to hear that. And I'm guessing because of COVID, you really haven't had many opportunities to interact with the yeah. Jet fan base besides social media. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Besides social media. Um, that's the only time I'll be able to interact with them. But you know, I'm you know, I'm not really big on social media, so yeah. it's like I don't really be on social media like that. Um, it's like ha yeah, I have them, but I don't really use them. Um, you have to see me in person, you know, to talk to me really, because I'm more of a person that I can talk to in person. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear from somebody yeah. your age, man. You're focused on getting job done, not not focused on Twitter and, and all what you're doing, taking a picture or a selfie of yourself on something. That's what you want to hear when you're a Jet fan right there. Yeah. So just to let you know, Jet fans, 2018, 2019, number two in attendance, we're always, always repping. So um, I'm sure that's something that you're really excited to do, yeah. uh, playing in front of the home crowd. I know you weren't able to do yeah. that this year, right? Yeah, I mean, um, that's something I've been, I've been, I've been hoping to do, and I've been ready to do. Um, you know, I was hoping that they did it last year. You know, just surprise us with one game and let all the Jet fans come in. <laughs> they, didn't it, they didn't let it happen. So, um, you know, um, be, be patient with it. You know, but I know when it's when everyone comes back, you know, it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, that's definitely true. Jet fans definitely show up no matter what the weather is. And I want to get into some serious questions now, Denzel, because you ran a 4.38 40 time at the Combine. And then when I bought Madden this year, your speed rating was only a 92. Now, I don't know if you're a gamer or not. Did that bother you at all? Do you feel like it should be bumped up to a 95, 96 minimum? Because all these other dudes that were as fast as you, they're like 190 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to – I can say they can give me about a 95. I ain't going to yeah. – for the 96. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Enough speed to pull off, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of dudes on, on this game that's faster than me, you know what I'm saying, but not in real life. So, you know, I just, you know, I just, it's, you know, I just let them do what they do, you know what I'm saying? That all man, right. got to make their money. So. Hey. I'm immobilized. I'm immobilized, Gangrene Nation. We're going to get, we're going to talk to EA. We're getting that raised up, Mike. I already talked hey. about it. Hey, you uh, this year, Denzel, you went up against Jalen Ramsey during one of the one uh, one of the wins we had against the Rams. Uh, was he the best corner that you that you went up against or was there somebody else that that comes to mind this year? Um, well, I don't really uh, man, Ramsey really didn't have too many snaps when it comes to running. Uh, I didn't really get too many opportunities, you know, what I'm saying to catch the ball on him yep. or, you yep. know, or him to test. So. I, I can't put him in that category just because of that reason. 
Um, Got you. That's I think, um, you know, when it comes to a person that, you know, we went after each other, you know, I think it was Xavier Howard, you know, um, about Miami Dolphins, you know, he gave me a great matchup, you know, um, I enjoyed it a lot, you know, he, you know, he went to Baylor also. So it's like, um, I think, you know what I'm saying, that was one of the best corners I faced him. And then um, the next one was probably uh, Trey White. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, um, yeah, he's a baller yeah. for sure. Now I saw I saw a Denzel interview with you on Barrier Football's website last year, where you talked about your love for barbecue sauce, and you said that you put it on eggs, noodles, pretty much everything. So what I'm getting at here is you're in New York last year. You know, pizza's our thing out here. Do you also put barbecue sauce on your pizza? Let New York know what's up. Okay, so <laughs> like uh, I was. I love barbecue sauce, but like when I started like actually taking like my diet and stuff, like I mean my you know my eating stuff serious, you know, I kind of drifted away from it. Okay, you know okay. So okay. Like, you know, I just I eat honey on a lot of things. Okay, okay. okay. So, you know, it's a good substitute, healthier substitute for a professional athlete. Sure. So honey is something that I really eat. I eat a lot. You know, I do put honey on pizza. Do you really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> you guys throw us curveballs down there from Texas. That's why. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um. Can I just ask you one thing, uh, Denzel? You know, I know you played again in front of big crowds when you were down at Baylor, and this year there wasn't anybody playing, you know, there at the games. Was it weird for you guys to play in empty stadiums, or is it something that didn't really come, you know, come through your head? You were just focused on the game. Um, it was pretty weird, though. You know, it felt so empty because, like, you're not used to being able to hear, like. The other players, like on the sideline, the other sideline. Yeah. So I think um, that when it came to that, it was pretty weird. But you know, I wouldn't say I don't like it. You know, not having a crowd. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because you you feed off your crowd. So yeah. Like when exactly. you're for you and they get live. You know what I'm saying? It, oh it, man. It serves the other team. So. We need that crowd. That's yeah. what I want. He hasn't even heard the J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet, Jet. Oh, boy. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty simple chant, but it's effective. It gets the job yeah. done. Oh, yeah. When you got, got 85,000 people saying anything at the same time, it works pretty well. And we're yeah. going to get into Panini in one sec. I just want to ask you before we let you get out of here. I know you got a lot to do today. Um, Super Bowl's coming up. We can't get out of here without getting a prediction for you. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Mahomes, Brady. How do you see this one playing out this week? Man. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay. So, I think the Chiefs will pull it out 38-35. Woo! It's going to be a good one. That's what I want to hear. Here we go. And let me ask you, Denzel, Tom Brady, he's 43 years old. He's literally almost double your age. So, yeah. I always wonder to myself, I'm like, this guy's playing their Super Bowl again. Do players kind of look at him the same way fans do, where you wonder how this guy's out there still doing it at 43? I mean, I take care of his body, you know. And, you know, he, like, uh, he don't really got to get his body – you don't really get hit like that when it comes. Ah, like, see, that's true. He's a quarterback. That's what you're yeah, saying. They get hit a lot. You know, they take a lot of you know blows. So it's like he don't really get hit like that. So you know. Yeah, and and that's and true. and his footballs are a little bit lighter than everybody else's. But you know. Anyway. So the headline, the headline tomorrow. So you know, Denzel Mims just said Tom Brady's soft. That's going to be on the cover of the New York Post tomorrow. No, no, it's no. everywhere. Now I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But let's talk a little bit about what you're doing here today uh, with uh, with Panini America. It's a company that distributes. Uh, books, comic books, magazines, and of course, trading cards. They've had a Ronaldo, Kobe Bryant, guys of that level 
signed to exclusive deals in the past. So this is a big time company that you hooked up with for sure. I know they're hosting several of the 2020 NFL rookies as they sign their most in-demand rookie card this week. Denzel, why don't you let the audience know how you got into this par partnership with Panini and what you have going on with them today? My agent got me into it. You know, <laughs> there you go. too much detail of it. <laughs> At the time, you know, I was getting ready for training. I mean, I was getting ready for draft and combine. Um, you know, he, he, he told me a little bit about it, you know, how they was growing and it was, you know, they was growing each year. And, um, you know, I said, yeah, let's get it. Let's give it a try. You know, I'm all for it. And then I'm here today, you know, just, you know, to sign some cards, build my brand, um, you know, just trying to get a great picture for myself. Um, you know, just build a relationship with them overall. You know, that's the number one thing you want to do is build a relationship with somebody, you know, when you're working with them. So I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, I'm here for is just to build a relationship and sign and get my brand. I'm happy. I'm happy they invest in you, man. You have people investing in you. That's going to be a lot of opportunities. You keep playing well in New York. You'll get many more endorsement opportunities. And all the Jet fans, I want to tell you guys, go out, get your Denzel Mims cards now, because when you start stacking these Pro Bowls up, those things That's are going right. to be worth a lot. All right. That's so get right. them now. Get them now, everybody. And everyone, you can find Panini NFL trading cards at Walmart, Target, Hobby Stores, nationwide, and online at PaniniAmerica.net. Tons of great products for sports fans. I want to thank them for bringing you on the show today. It was a pleasure getting a chance to speak with you, Denzel. You've given us some time. They also have an app, Panini, where they have a lot of cool stuff on there. So Panini and those boys there are doing big things. We really appreciate uh, a little bit of your time, like we said. And uh, next season, I hope you kill it. Good luck next season. Good luck. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll be in your, uh, I'll be DMing you direct on Twitter, letting you know about that Madden rating because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get that done for you. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Denzel. Thank you, man. Thanks, right. Denzel. Thank you. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, guys. So Denzel Mims talking with us for a little while, Mike. Uh, it was very nice of him to spend some time with us. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate Panini America for making that happen. And a lot of good answers, a lot of interesting answers, Michael. What were the highlights there for you coming out of that chat that we got to have with Denzel? Yeah, I learned a bunch of things. You know, uh, I know I liked that first question you asked him about, you know, adjusting to the NFL. And it seemed that the uh, speed change from the way the NFL is compared to college didn't really affect him much. So I thought that was very interesting. And uh, he was very excited for Coach Sala, a new direction, a new message. Um, so anybody would be excited after getting away from uh, Adam Gase. Uh, and you did ask him if he's been in contact with Coach and he did respond saying that he has been in contact, texting yep. with him and will meet with him when he gets back in, back into town, right? So I guess, I guess Robert Salah wasn't playing. He really has been contacting everyone, which is what you want to hear. No reach yep. out to all his players. Go ahead. And oh, I, absolutely. And then I had and Nick, I had to ask him, do you know that we the Jets only had one Hall of Fame wide receiver in Don Maynard? I, I you know, it, it's hard to say those things, but I didn't know I had to make sure he knew that. And I asked him, Do you want to be the dude? Do you want to be the cat when it comes down to it in the fourth quarter? You know what I'm saying? In at fourth and uh, he said fourth and three, third and ten. You know, those yeah, yeah. big pressure moments. He oh, confirmed not the two, not the three, but he wants to be the alpha. That's important for a young kid to 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 want that spotlight, right? Absolutely. That's it's important for him because that's a different type of young man. Um, when you hear young people today, I can't believe I'm saying I'm 40 years old, but when you hear athletes. <laughs> When you hear young athletes say that, all right, when they say things like that, they've already, you know from that, without them going any further, that they've thought about the situation they're in. Hey, look, I have an opportunity to be the guy in, on, on one of the two teams in New York, the biggest city 
in America. So when he says that, he's got the confidence in himself, which is amazing, which also means to me he has confidence in the team around him because he's been there for a year already. It, it, it's got to be nothing but pleasing for a Jet fan to hear that from a young guy that they just drafted who knows that the pressure's on him to be the guy, and he and he wants to do that. He, he, he takes it. He takes it in stride. He's up front. Look, I want that. I want that. I want to be that guy yeah. without being a diva yeah. to the point where he said, give me the damn ball. You know what there I mean? There you go. There you go. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's one thing to be one thing to be confident, right? Exactly. And then there's another thing to be arrogant, cocky, running into, you know, dancing with nets and, and, and walking around oh, peeing like a dog. Please. You know, like there's, there's ways not to be in that way. And speaking of that, you know, I know you saw those comments that Coach Sala made about how Jet fans were more passionate than Giant fans. Really endearing himself to the fan base. I think the guy knows what he's doing. You know, I think he knows what he's doing. I always felt like, because I'm a Mets fan and I'm a Jets fan, and I always felt like for some reason you could feel with the Mets fan base sometimes this inferiority complex to the Yankees. You know, we always are mad about their money, all the championships, all these things. But Jet, Jet fans, even though we've won nothing, we, it's not the same thing with the Giants. You know, it's like whatever right. with the Giants. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel the same way. I don't. I never grew up in my life with that animosity. I never really rooted right. the Giants growing no, up. It wasn't, I never. No. It never was that way at all for me. Coach Salad and all his comments that he made. I thought it was really interesting because I think psychologically he's trying to pit the Jet fans against the Giant fans a little. Let let them know I'm on your side because he said it's a lot like when he was in. Michigan, you know, he's a Michigan State guy. He compared right. to the Michigan fans, who he said were a little bit more uppity, which I was like, oh wow, you're gonna, if you don't start calling New Yorkers uppity. Now you're gonna, <laughs> you, got, you, so, got, you got construction guys that were on the site the next day talking about bro. that. They were like, you, talk, you calling me uppity, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? You know that happens. You know, some of the same things he said, he said the Jets fan base when you'd go play there was a lot louder comparatively speaking between those two fan bases which you know it, it's it's interesting because they're the only two teams they're really that it's, it's interesting they play in the same stadium it doesn't happen you don't see that throughout sports very often right so it's really like a direct comparison so we yeah. did you know, it was it was nice to hear you know denzel get a little amped of course he wants to play in front of fans you asked him mike um you know how strange it was to be in a stadium that's empty and i was wondering that too because Oh, no, I know he he got to he got to be was on the sideline there for a little while for for you know he played nine games so he missed some games at the beginning so maybe he already got a little bit adjusted but to play in the on the field with no fans at all coming out of college in Baylor there's about fifty five thousand people down there I think it's McLean Stadium I think that's the name of the stadium down there in Baylor it's got to be weird he thought he said that Mike he told you it was a little strange to be out there yeah. with no one out there and I would you know to, to be able to hear the other team at as well as you can. It's kind of like Mike when we watch the UFC. It's the same way. Yeah. Oh, so, totally off topic completely. But when we watch the UFC, it's the same thing. You hear coaches yelling out things, and you hear all the different noises you never normally hear because of that atmosphere the fans create, which hopefully is back in business next year. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I'll say, even though the Jets always are in the top two, three, or four in attendance, not like the Giants are down there either. The Giants are always in the top four or five in the range. Also, Giants always have tremendous fan base. I think Coach Salah was just playing it smart. You know, he knows, he knows, oh, absolutely. He knows we're starving this fan base. Uh, I think that he has awareness. And I think that if you have awareness and you have an understanding of what people want and what people want to hear, you know, his comment about players and saying, I'm going to try to get you as much money as possible. That's what players want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And so it seems like he has an awareness, an acute awareness 
to the situation and he is uh, get ingratiating himself with the fan base and with his players. And that's why he's had a great reputation now. Obviously, we're gonna just have to see how all of this plays out. Thought it was funny that you asked um, Denzel about his speed score in Madden. Yeah, well, you know what? I would think if you run a 4-3-8 and then you pop Madden on, and your speed yeah. only at 92, you gotta be disappointed. <laughs> well, and, you at know, that point, who, who who has a 99, a 98? Who, who scored above me? What do you have to do? Yeah. Do you understand how many sub 4-4 40s there have been yeah. ever Madden football? And EA you know what sports? I said to him? I was like, you know, and if you think about it, guys, these other dudes that run uh, ran those 4-3 times, Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, they're not at the size of Denzel Mims. You know, they're, no. not, that, not, that, not that C.D. Lamb's that small. Ruggs is much smaller. But you know what I mean? A lot of these guys, when you look at who ran those fast 40 times, they're not 6'3", 215, it's his size. You know? No. That's why I think Madden needs to give him a little bit more respect. He, he raises he raises level up from a 70 to a 72 in Madden as the year went on. That's good at least. They popped a few yes. more points on him, but we got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start that hashtag. Get it going soon. We're gonna yeah. help Denzel out. We're gonna help Denzel out get that score raised up because he needs a little. He needs a little bit more respect on that speed score. It was great to to get a chance to talk with Denzel. I'm happy that, like I mentioned to him, Mike, that he's got somebody, a team out there, like the guys at Panini, investing in him. You know, it's a big time trading card company. Um, yeah. And I hope everyone does go out there and get those Denzel Mim cards. <clears throat> you can get the Panini NFL trading cards at Walmart, Target, hobby stores nationwide, and online at PaniniAmerica.com. We'll just give you another. The free plug panini we just throw you a free one bro we're throwing free plugs out here guys that's what we're doing you get a freebie you get a freebie <laughs> now i it may be the most important answer that denzel gave us he gave us his prediction of super bowl Ooh. 55 and he had the chiefs beating the buccaneers 38 to 35 i believe the score was yeah so. he expects a big okay. time he expects a shootout there Denzel expects yeah. a shootout, and it probably not surprising. There's a good chance it will be, man. We've seen some pretty good, uh, pretty good Super Bowl games the last couple of years. Buccaneers defense, I think, is better than the Chiefs defense. Yes. But it's the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense. I mean, what is there a defense you can put them up against that you think they can't drop 35 on? I mean, that's a team, and I'm, I, I double checked before they've won 25 of their last 27 games. Now it's so hard. We all know it's hard to repeat. Really hard to repeat. And the Chiefs oh, right now, guys, they're only three point favorites, right? But I mean, it's hard for me, even with Brady and their run. I don't think the NFC was that strong this year, but I mean, they've been very impressive. Don't get me wrong. He didn't play the greatest in the NFC Championship game. He had three picks, guys. But I just see the run ending here. I, I mean, we've talked about it on the previous show. Um, I agree with Denzel. I do think the Chiefs are going to come out on top. Uh, and I mean, history says that it's hard to repeat. It hasn't happened in forever. Hasn't been a repeat right. champion. I don't even remember the last. I mean, it's I think it was the Patriots, thirty-seven Super Bowl, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Yeah, it's been about sixteen years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a really long time, guys. So yep. all the best teams are together. It's hard. It's hard to double up and win those two yeah. in a row. Yep. So, Absolutely. but I do think going into this game, that's that said, Chiefs three-point favorites started. I say three and I might be up near three and a half now. Actually, no, it went down from three and a half to three points. Um, some money came in for the Bucks as the as the week went on. Sometimes we'd have matchups we're not that most excited about. I don't think there's any way this isn't an entertaining game. I think that the Chiefs offense, regardless of, I mean, they have a lot of guys, actually, if you look this week, um, the Chiefs, they have a bunch of guys that uh, were inactive but didn't practice. I know even on the on the Buccaneers side there, Antonio Brown didn't practice and a few other guys. So if all things are equal, though, and everyone's healthy, I, I mean, how do you really stop the Chiefs offense, even with all the guys they have on defense uh, down there in Tampa Bay? I don't really see how they're going to be able to stop what the Chiefs do. No one has been able to stop it all year. I really do see this being a Chiefs W. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game also, but I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to put up as many points as you said. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, guys. 
But I'm looking like more of a couple touchdown game, maybe like a 35-21, 35-24 W for the Chiefs. I would agree with that. The thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is that the for the first time, the Bucks D-line is healthy. And that defensive line, if you saw what they did against the Packers and even the week before that, as they were getting healthier, is destructive. And we saw what a destructive defensive line can do to a high scoring offense, a la the New York Giants against that uh, top 2000, what was it, 2007? I forgot which team it was. Or yeah, it was two thousand. Was it 2007 Patriot team that was? The undefeated, uh, that was 2011, I believe. Oh yeah, you're right, 2011, okay. So that team was undefeated and the Giants just kept hitting them and hitting them and hitting them on the defensive line and it really, held them back from being able to score like the way they were with Randy Moss and that entire team. So if they can get at Patrick Mahomes and disrupt him within the pocket, um, being healthy up front, I definitely think that they can give themselves better chances. But to be honest with you, I would agree with Keith. I think the Chiefs are going to win this. I think they're going to go back to back. I think that the torch will officially pass from one Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes as the next greatest quarterback that this league has ever seen. And I think Patrick deserves it. And I, that's what I believe, that's what I see right now. What do you think, Will? What's gonna go down in this game? I know we talked about it last week. Has anything changed in your mind? You still think the uh, that's gonna be a great game, but I think you thought the Chiefs were gonna come out on top, right? Yeah, uh, the only thing that's, uh, that's, that's really making me think this week is the Chiefs do not have their starting left tackle, Eric Fisher. He's gone. Achilles injury, he's not playing in this game. I believe there might be another injury on the offensive line for the Chiefs. They might have to shuffle people on, on the on the offensive line. Yeah, I got it right now, here. Fisher's definitely out. Bell, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and Sammy Watkins were all limited this week. And then uh you had a you did have an offensive lineman, Remmers and Wiley, another offensive lineman who were full participants that were injured the previous Okay. Alright, so so Mahomes is is without his safety blanket, obviously, but he's otherworldly. Like he throws off, you know, off base. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make up for that, I believe. But the problem is, goes back to what Mike was talking about before. Defensive line for the Bucks is finally healthy. That's JPP. I forget the other defensive end's name at uh, the my head right now. Vita yep. Vea. Yeah. Um, and by the way, it was the 2007. It was the 2007 Giants uh, Patriots that was JPP crazy. though today guys actually didn't uh, he didn't participate in practice today so Ooh. I don't know I don't know what that is I don't know if he's sick or what the story okay. is but yeah JPP didn't participate um, Antonio Brown was limited Levante David was limited Whitehead Winfield Jr were all limited this week so I know Goblin was back and Mike Evans were back those guys have been banged up all season too so um, looks like wide receiver wise Antonio Brown's the only guy they have a risk of maybe not playing and okay. uh, but JPP didn't didn't practice today though that's that's today's report doesn't mean he's not gonna play in the game. That could be precautionary. Right. Could definitely be precautionary. But hopefully he gets out there with his club hand in the Super Bowl and just does work. Yeah. Get out there you with know, that get out there with that wild mutant hand and just just smack just smack dudes around. You know, I hope I hope you do. Mix those mashed potatoes up with your strong hand and get out there <laughs> yeah. and take down Mahomes. You, you know, know I want to throw it to you guys to too. I don't know if you guys saw this that Brett Favre was talking about the draft. I think it was on ESPN. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I clicked on it for two seconds, but he said that uh, he thinks the Jaguars should take Devonta Smith um, number one overall um, wide receiver at Alabama. Yeah, he said he thinks he should go number one overall. He could be a Jerry Rice, this and that. And when they asked, they asked him, well, what about Trevor Lawrence? He was like, oh, well, you know, you can get a guy in free agency or somewhere later in the draft. It's like, that's just, 
He just doesn't get it. Yeah, he just had a he little. Get it. He had look. The guy played till he was forty. You know, so that is the verbal equivalent to what Booger McFarlane's hand looks like. Yeah. Oh man. That's like you know, it's basic. It's it's one of those things where you just see the CTE coming out of his mouth when he's speaking. You yeah. Know, just sit down. Just yeah. when you go down steps, wear a helmet forever far. Because right now, now, you're, just, now right you're just now. saying stupid stuff. Now, no, no one knows what you're talking about. He should be an oval team at this point. Yeah, it's like, do you think the Jags tanked their whole season to draft a wide receiver number one? I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that seriously. I think that I doubt the Jets are anywhere no! else were too. Uh, that, that's never going to happen. I mean, Devonta, he's going to go high in the draft. The guy's tremendous. But oh, number one overall, Favre needs to hit the brakes and just relax. Hit the brakes and relax with that nonsense. You know, he did not that he's the most, he's not the most beloved man here in New York anyway, Brett Favre. Said the Jets, like, when he had that uh, consecutive game streaks going, I remember he, after the season, when he didn't play that well, he ended up being like, oh, well, you know, that's because Jets kind of trying to force me to play. Mike, that's the game where me and you almost got right. Me and Mike got thrown in an Italian restaurant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> versus the Titans. That was the eight and three game versus Titans. We were, we were asked politely to leave an Italian restaurant. But you know what? Don't put the game on. Don't put the game on. We were there. We were eating food. It's not our fault. Oh, that's your fault. Yeah. But b- before you say, before you get out, I, I heard they've got 25,000 people at the Super Bowl, which is pretty amazing. A lot of them are dealing with the COVID uh, response. And wow. I heard that uh, there was a, a constituency from Los Huevos that Senior got through. Is that true? Um, oh, I don't know I, about that. Can either con- confirm or deny that, Mike. At this I don't point. know. that They have a vaccine down there in Los Huevos, but I'm not sure it's approved by the FDA. Let's be honest. Apparently, honest, it's like God. a 24-hour vaccine, but I think Senor, right. Senor is down approved by anybody. Senor's down there injecting people with Kool-Aid. That, yeah, I think that, that's probably fake news. I heard that Rush, you know, Russia came out with a vaccine uh, like in the midsummer, like way earlier than anyone else had, and then right after them, I heard Ben Senor had one as well. So not and then sure. Russia just just buried it in a in, yeah. a, in a Cold War era of, uh, submarine. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, the, the rest of that. To be honest, Los, Los Huevos is a dictatorship, also. So maybe he, maybe Bro, he, would, maybe he would have a lot of no joke. Yeah, no. you know, you, know you gotta be on the white list, and, and you, you gotta be on the white list in Los Huevos, or people, <laughs> you can, no, Wookie. it's no good down there, bro. Wookie, Wookie just letting f bombs fly, going. He just somehow, <laughs> oh, somehow, oh. The, somehow the rules, somehow the rules don't apply anymore. This guy's just f bombing all over the place. Literally <laughs> just. I forgot this was still part of... I mean, yo, I really... <laughs> honest, guys, that's pretty much all we got for you this week, Super Bowl week. I hope everyone has a fun weekend, have a safe weekend out there. Everyone be safe with COVID and everything, with your uh, social gatherings. Try to limit it. Try to be socially distant, everyone. Let's do our best to respect one another, but the game should be a blast. want to once again thank you, Denzel Mims, for joining us, joining me and Mike earlier today. Wookie couldn't be with us. As you guys all know, Wookiees are nocturnal. That interview was at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so that was just, it's just not biologically possible for Wookie to help us on those type of interviews. Um, sorry, Wookie, I know you want to be there. It is what it is. But, Mike, if anyone does want to get at us, tweet at us, support us in any way, shape, or form, where can they do that? Well, we're hosted on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Cronk. My name is Keith Farrell. We'll get at you next week, everybody. Peace out. Hey, this is Sean Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets will beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans, Jet fans are very passionate. Bird, ready, bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. Darnold, 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 Darnold.
Because ain't Jeff Andrew. Brady sucks, y'all beat us up. To all the non-believers. <laughs>